when's the last time that you truly dunked on somebody? Do you know what I mean? You by, know, do you know what I mean by dunked on somebody? Um, well, you know, I try hard not to dunk publicly you, you try not on to people. Dunk. You're ready to dunk. You, you're yeah. on the breakaway. So for those of you, maybe let's make sure we're talking about the same thing because <laughs> yeah. I think of- What are you talking about? I think of dunking on someone as- I'm going back to the 1990s as a Portland Trailblazers fan, okay. and we were always really excited when somebody like, yes, Clyde the Glide Classic. dunked. I mean, he actually, he was famous for layups, but anyway, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to say that we were always really excited when he dunked on another team. Is that where that comes from? I don't even know. You are listening to Weird Religion. Hey, I'm Brian Doak. And I'm Leah Payne. This is Weird Religion. The podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. Look, are we talking about dunking? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Um, we are going to try. So, of course, so dunking on somebody is this idea that, you know, you're just, you're finding like just somebody who's inferior to you and just slamming them. Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't have to be inferior. I mean, if you yeah. dunk on somebody that's at your level, that's a better dunk. Right. Or above you is probably or above the you better is way even to dunk. Better. Even right. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like you don't want to punch down. Yeah. yeah. You yep. don't want to yep. dunk down. Yep. Um, I, so we're going to try what we're calling the no dunk challenge <laughs> by yes. looking at a joke on Twitter that somebody posted. It's from a video that was posted 10 years ago, but there's a very... It's about weirdness and religiousness. Oh, this is if 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 we had a brand. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is right this at the center. This is our brand. Yes. This yeah. is it. If you don't like this, that's okay. You don't like us. You don't like this podcast. Right. And one of the things that we try to do, and people appreciate this about our show, is that we try really hard to not dunk no, exactly. Or if the the dunks are just light, playful dunks, and, and when then we're dunked on, etc. Right, right. But this this is tough though, because people will dunk on this, and they I will. think it's hard. It's hard to discuss this without dunking. But we're gonna give it a shot. Yes, we are. Here it is. First, we're going to play um, a video that was recently posted to Twitter. Um, as I said, this was ten years ago, but it's, it kind of makes the rounds as a right. joke. Right. Right. And it came back around. It came back around. Now, this is an individual. His name, well, let's not even tell you about him. Let's first listen to the video, which is posted, I believe, as a joke. Um, it's posted by somebody on Twitter, a verified Twitter user. Right. Which, what does what, that we mean We don't anymore? know what that means anymore, but. Um, uh-uh. we're, we're still on the laugh track there. Better late than never is what I say about the laugh track, though. Um, yep. By someone named Lloyd Legalist. I kind of like that for some reason. We don't. We don't know Lloyd, but. We don't know Lloyd, um, but Lloyd says, taking a deep dive into the lyrics of Carly Rae Jepsen in order to learn more about the Antichrist. Buckle up, fam. Buckle up, fam is the dunk there already. (laughs) Right. You already know that. Okay. Here we go. That's not our dunk. Okay. Here's, here, here it is. Just met you. This is crazy, but here's my number. Call me maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's look at those four phrases. Now, the man in this video is standing in front of what looks to be a fake background of a rippling lake. Yes, and he is an elderly white gentleman who is telling us the lyrics of an artist who I actually really like a lot, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. She's great. And she had an ear earworm of a pop tune called Call Me Maybe. Separately. And see how God is revealing to us the name of the Antichrist. <gasps> the name. Hey, I just met you. He's pointing now, towards the I in this case refers to the Antichrist. 
What? And just meeting you means that he is revealing himself. Okay. This what? is the Antichrist entrance into the end times. Okay. Are you with him so far? I'm yes and no, but yes, mostly and yes. And this is crazy. That's the seven years of tribulation. Why is it that, though? It could be so many other things. What's but crazier here's than my number. Years. He is talking here about his number of the beast, which he is going to give to every one of us. So call me, maybe. Okay. okay. Now, he is not saying call me on the telephone. No. What the Antichrist is saying here is, my name is maybe. What? Call me, maybe. Okay. Nostradamus also called the Antichrist Mabus. What? Wait a minute. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> and that's where this joke cuts off. Right. Now. We did a little research, though. All right. Who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Well, he's been on our show before. He has. We did. Rem and I know you remember you because. You guys are not serious journalists <laughs> when you cover this garbage. Thanks, Carrie. We are Carrie. not serious at all because we covered a video that he did a while back. Mm -hmm. um, called It's Prophesied. Prophesied. It's Prophesied. Talked about yes, that's what's um, President Barack Obama as a foretold figure in the book of Revelation. And it was definitely um, a similar theme where it was reading the times and reading the book of Revelation onto the times. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole episode on it because he was a, it was a pop tune that was actually kind of catchy. It was catchy. Yeah. I thought it was catchy. I thought it was too. And we talked, I don't remember actually what we talked about in that episode, but when I saw this on Twitter, listeners, I sent it to Brian right away because I thought, oh. There he is. And his name is Third Eagle Books. And we might be tempted to dunk on Third Eagle Books, but this would background. not be. This was the original. The original yes, here song. it goes. It's prophesied. Right. Classic. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. This would not be dunking down, though, because Third Eagle Books has a way bigger audience than we have. Yes. 52.1 thousand subscribers on YouTube. If only we could get there. Right. <laughs> and. Just an extraordinary library of very lively, very up-to-date analysis mm -hmm. of the book of Revelation he's for really, our time. He's really into Revelation. He is. Because you won't get a second chance. Nope. No nope. second chances. I get it. Yes. And uh, I, I actually really enjoy these videos. In fact, I am one of the subscribers. Oh, you, you subscribe? I do. So this guy, his name is William Tapley. Yes. What's what do you what do you gather about his religious like his belonging? Like where is he coming from? Like what's now, his thing? I think you know more about him than I do because I don't even know. I only know him as well, Third Eagle. Books. Here's what I can tell by browsing his videos in a certain way. Mm -hmm. He seems to have some belonging within the Catholic world, but maybe one in which he is not in support of the current Pope. Oh, right. So that's more of the Mel Gibson's dad it, style. It could be that he's part of like a breakaway group or a group that believes it is the correct group from which mainstream Catholicism has in fact broken away. Right, right. Um, I I think that it's really fascinating um, that he has such a robust social media presence. Mm -hmm. um, and I was sort of wondering who are the people, are the subscribers people like me? Are they people who are just sort of enjoying watching the creativity of 
of American religionists? Mm-hmm. Um, or are they people who are fellow prophecy watchers? What do you think? I, I don't know. I, it must be people who are prophecy watchers and also mm-hmm. people who are into hot lyrics like this. Yeah. Obama is beast number three, a leopard which comes from the sea. He's got four heads. He's got four wings. The Bible calls him the leopard king. It's prophesied. It's prophesied. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. Okay, so... Um, you know he's he's slinging Obama into there. Oh, absolutely. Now Obama was a was a popular person to put into end times prophecies. People were very worried about Obama. It, it sounds like it didn't happen. Well, you know the end times, what, unless it's still going. For one thing, presidents are very popular in in prophetic utterances. Like for example, mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump mm-hmm. was also very prominent in prophecy discourse mm-hmm. recently, and the prophecy crew interpreted both of them very differently Mm -hmm. for Obama was usually portrayed as a negative character. Correct. Trump was usually portrayed as a positive character. Right. One of the, the takeaways that I come away from this and I want to run it past you and see what you think is how rare this, how common I should say Mm -hmm. these kind of beliefs are. In fact, um, a, a blog that I like to follow, Religion in Public, um, recently talk, or rec- recently released a um, findings from a study that they've been doing about Americans and their belief in modern-day prophets. Mm-hmm. And it was um, I, I, one of the, my favorite things about it. Um, the headline was, How Many Americans Believe in Modern-Day Prophets? All right. What does that entail? I'm there. And they found a surprisingly high number of Americans are believing in prophecy these days. And one of the things that I thought about, mm-hmm. about it, so... Um, How many? Like, what are the numbers? Okay, well, let me are... let me just rattle off some stats. Right. Um, here's a quote. With 2021 data, we found that 37% of Americans believed with a statement, God has revealed his plans for the future to humans as prophecy. Okay. And as shown below, and you, they have some cool graphics below, 38% believe that in 2023. So that's a pretty large percentage of the American public. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that, one of the reasons why I think we should not dunk on this kind of thing is because I don't think it's that uncommon. Now, this is maybe an extreme and one could argue it is a cartoonish depiction of this belief mm-hmm. and perhaps even silly. And yet it's not an unwelcome idea in the American public. Here is one of um, the third eagle the Third Eagle's most popular tunes. Mm-hmm. It's called Doom and Gloom. And oh, I love right. this new feature that YouTube has where you can scroll along the timeline and see what the most replayed section is. Yeah, that is that actually, uh, you taught me that and that is super fascinating. Okay, I, so this is the most replayed section of one of his most popular songs. It's called Doom and Gloom. To set the scene, of course, you can watch these and all the links we'll provide, but he's sitting in front of something that looks like a pond or a marsh wearing his trademark polo shirts, looking very serious. And, um, and yes. here, here we go. You can win, just don't sin. State of grace, you must stay in. You must. You can win if you never do the filthy sins of flesh. 
Just don't sin. Think of Mary and her baby in the crash. Crash. In the crash? Wow. You can win. Just don't sin. Please don't watch pornography. You can win. Just don't sin. Leah's losing it over there. <laughs> Wait, I got to get it together. Onan sin is what will make your God angry. Onan's sin. <laughs> Leah, do you want to talk about Onan's sin, please? Just for a <laughs> you, second. You've got to. You can win. Just uh, don't sin. A little breakdown. Yes, I love and a breakdown. God's peace will come again. You know what? I appreciate that. I almost lost the dunk challenge, the no dunk challenge. I, I knew that. I, I played that because I knew yeah. it was going to challenge you. I had pre-watched it and I knew that was a trap. That was a dunk trap. But you know what? I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say you passed so far the dunk trap. Okay, but not I'm getting yet. it back together. Not fully. Did I lose the dunk trap just by playing that? Yeah. Well, did we'd I, have to have a dunk dunk I, challenge referee. <laughs> Yeah, to to tell listeners, tell us, tell uh, us. did we did one of us lose the competition? Uh, there? Did did I lose for playing it? Did Leah lose for laughing like she did basically on the floor here in the office? Well, you know, okay, I'm getting it back together here, right. and I think <clears> that <throat> um, my response would be, I think that um, William Tapley's impulse is very strong mm-hmm. to put these ideas to music mm. and create kind of um, peppy s- uh, melodies. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's it's true what Mary Poppins said, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. It's hard to just say, hey, don't look at pornography, but it's not as hard to, to sing it. <laughs> now, I'm going to read some of the top YouTube comments on this video, Doom and Gloom. Okay. Number one comment, great to see the world has not yet ended and yet we can still enjoy this song. Now that might not even Aww. be totally ironic. The person might really like it. Oh and yeah, so- I actually read that both ways. I didn't necessarily Second see that person, as sarcastic. How could anyone dislike this masterpiece? Sick tune. I've been blasting this out in my car. That sounds That sarcastic. sounds sarcastic. Get out of All here, right, you Phil young M. one. Trying to dunk. Get this out of here. This is a young person. Um, someone right. He got the gold buzzer on Heaven's Got Talent. Aw, see now I feel like you could you could interpret that both ways. Um, oh oh wait, this person says my theory is that Tapley is actually a retired sociology professor who's engaging in cultural studies project about how to start a cult. <laughs> oh, and I love this song. Uh, but also, I think the appropriate word for that is new religious movement. Uh, I Anywho. disagree. I cite Sam Kestenbaum. Cult is a better <laughs> word and more accurately conveys what we're trying Maybe to Maybe he should be our, our referee. Yeah. Uh, glory, well, this person says glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this lovely tune. Keep up the good work. Two hearts. I don't think See? that that's a fake one. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, this person says here I am in 2020. It turns out this dude was right on the money. Hey, <laughs> I hear a collaboration um, in that comment. Right. You know, okay, I like the idea of the sociologist because wouldn't this be fantastic performance art in terms of just oh my gosh creating? But I mean, you'd have to go to um, his website to see that there is this is an extensive operation and ministry in Iowa, mm-hmm. and um, I think that 
I, I don't know how you would fake this because it seems super earnest. No, and he's and got so many. I mean, so many of these. I mean, yes, it's totally earnest. One of his other popular videos, and he's very popular for his analyses of the Denver airport. Do you know about the Denver airport oh, thing? Oh, we need to do We missed Denver. our chance. I know. We, we had a tough November last year. Could we not couldn't get, fly in at the same time. Couldn't get it together time. to walk around the Denver airport and see the greatest hits of supposed Satanism at the Denver airport. Apparently, there's a whole story behind it. There's that a creepy horse sculpture in the entryway to the Denver airport, which apparently killed the sculptor who made it in some kind of satanic swing kind of accident. I don't, I think that it, an Uber driver told me that while going in there one time. Ooh, I love Uber driver stories. Did I check to verify? No, no I way. Not. Why, why would, why would, you? would no, 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 never. Um, you know, I think that one of the fun things, one of these days we'll go back because our annual conference is there every few years. Um, but, I think that those kinds of stories are best not to verify because they're just so much fun. They got to kind of live in your heart and mm-hmm. you got to just take it for a ride. And that's why I want to I want to undermine the dunk impulse by saying how these kinds of prophecies can function as recreation for people. I think they're fun. Like a pressure release. Well, and just an enchanted world. It's it's fun to think about, wow, you're not I mean, I it, it I'm not saying I find it to be fun, but I can imagine it mm-hmm. being enjoyable to listen to a song mm-hmm. and to think this isn't just about young love. It could also be about so much more. And the world is full with, of so much more meaning than what we want to give it right. in our just you know, regular public discourse. How am I doing so far on the dunk resistance? Okay. I mean, I think you could call that a layup against him, (laughs) if not a dunk, because it's a very second order. It's like saying, I'm being as critical as possible of what you're saying. You're like saying, oh, it's so cute. Like clearly all the stuff they're saying is fake and stupid. But No, I'm not saying that. If you did a second order kind of analysis of it, you could like kind of make, make something better of it. I'm not saying that this is cute i'm saying that this is exciting i'm, I'm reflecting okay but nobody thinks that who's watching it though. oh it's not an inside perspective people think it's who oh, are into it think real. It's real right right, right. I, saying, I actually i do not but it's not real but it's like but it's kind of neat that they think that because you know the world is still enchanted no i'm saying that i like an enchanted world do you, you know there are certain things that i don't i don't want to investigate you don't even want to look into it okay but how about <laughs> the, okay here's a question for you okay and this is like an evangelicalism in America question uh-huh. swing. And, and this guy's, because I see this guy, I did not grow up as a Catholic. He's clearly part of a very different group from what I'm part of, but he's participating in something that's very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And that is participation in this whole like sat- hidden satanic symbols. Thing. Oh, right. Yes. Like, yes, definitely. These were familiar. very popular in the, in the early nineties when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I've got some specific stories I could share on that front. I think Wait a lo- minute. years Wait. ago on the pod, yeah, go ahead. Share a specific story. Okay. We can't, we can't I'm going to come back to this. That. I have a question here, but I will I will pause. Okay, please. To, scare, to, to, to share a scary story. Please. I once was taken as a child to a conference where these kinds of symbols were revealed. And first of all, it was kind of like a potpourri of symbols, mm. like all kinds of things. It was like Michael W. Smith, you know that album where it shows him like facing, picture. facing it on the front, but then on the back, it's like backward and there's a mm-hmm. mirror. Mm-hmm. They were like, the devil uses backmasking and backward symbols. So Michael W. Smith was satanic. Um, <laughs> Wait, so wow. It, That's but, a pretty committed But Satanism. that was not the big one. I think I, okay. I think I shared this on the podcast about five years ago. So this is deep, deep, deep recall for only those who are around in 2018. Oh, back in the olden days. Um, 
But basically, there was one saying, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were one of my favorite cartoons as a mm. kid. But I had to mm-hmm. throw away all of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles paraphernalia after going to this conference. Because, Sad. yeah, it was not my choice. Right. But here's what was here's what was shared. Okay. The speaker said that there was an archaeological excavation in South America. <gasps> dun, dun, South Americans dun. already, you're being, okay, you're being okay. called into question because this is exotic. So the speaker was implying. Right, right. Um, and we've talked a lot about how those that kind of exoticization. Of yes, the uh, Paula Paula White. Yes, our, um, the angels yeah. from South America. We're, we're, we're footnoting being, we're ourselves here. In. See that um, episode if you um, want to talk about that. So they said that there was an excavation in South America, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they found as part of this excavation a grisly a grisly truth, which is that the excavation was on the site of like a graveyard of disposed bodies of babies Ugh. many many babies not a few okay and what did they find at the bottom of this pile of of human remains a half shell they found small statues of four turtles <laughs> one orange one red <laughs> one blue and one purple can you guess? Now, I remember the speaker said this yes. too. You know the impressionable yes. young mind. I was probably nine when I heard this. Wait, now, what did you think? Do you remember the feelings that you were feeling at that time? Uh, yeah, I felt kind of spooked. I felt unsure. I felt worried. I think I felt afraid as a child that maybe I was participating in something satanic. Right. The speaker then said this. I remember this phrase. Because he got very passionate when he said this part. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. in that preacherly way where yes. you're kind of talking normally. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you just get like, ah, you get unhinged. Yes, yes. He said, he said, no, look. Am I saying, am I saying that the creators of that cartoon knew? No. I'm not sure. No, but the devil knew. Dun dun dun. He was saying that the devil knew, and so wove together this right, tapestry right. of symbols in wow. order to, I guess, in order to what? In order to trick us? Was it like an? Was it like a form of trolling? No. The devil is no. the original troll. Oh, but we wait, didn't even, devil is the original troll. Like, oh, we didn't know. You know what right. I mean? Because like, if you're participating in the turtles, but you don't know about the excavation well, and, and, the, and the babies. He's the father of lies, I think. That would so be... So just, he just revels in a lie. If I were getting in the headspace, yes. I would I would probably go that direction. I would talk about how he's the deceiver mm-hmm. and what seems like harmless, childish fun yeah. um, is actually this satanic lie they're doing a that's new, what i would say they're doing a new so i took my daughters to see the new um dungeons dragons movie. oh how was that it looks so good i really want to go i see thought it. it was a nine out of ten okay very fun it looks you don't just need like to know, a you don't wonderful need, time you don't need to know both my daughters play D, by the way Ooh, my sister does too you don't need to know anything about it though to have fun it's it's kind of like what marvel movies wished they were but can never quite be which is actually fun to watch <laughs> That's my opinion that's, on that. That's true. There is sort of a Marvel um, TM fun. Yes, it's, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like <laughs> everyone having fun now. This is actually fun. It's actually funny. Kind really of, it looks swashbuckling kind Just, of fun. We don't is see a lot of movies was? in the theaters, and my daughters don't like movies that are too stimulating, too scary, too whatever. So sure. this was pushing it for them, and uh-huh. it was it was great. Oh, it was great. Okay. But I'm my point jealous. is, all of this was back, back background to say. Dungeons and Dragons. Speaking of which, Dungeons and Dragons, right, right there, you see right. how far that I've I've fallen. <laughs> um, but here's what I want to know. I mean, this was popular in the 80s and the 90s, right? It's like it's is it still is this still going strong? Do you do you have a sense within 
evangelical oh, fundamentalist yes. groups that people are still into this. I feel like I see it less and less, but I wonder if it's selection bias. Like I'm just not a part of groups that do this anymore. No, no, no. I think it's a hundred percent still present. Um, perhaps not in the exact form that we experienced it as children mm-hmm. in part because, because you and I are generational peers. Mm-hmm. There was a huge moment for a certain style of I'll just call it commercial Satanism. Yeah. Um, like the glam bands of the eighties and the, the um, there were some really strange and horrifying um, fake satanic panics. Um, one of the friends of the show, Megan Goodwin has written a little bit about a lot actually about um, satanic panics and it's, and how that plays out in minoritized religious groups minority religious groups minoritized maybe both um i know (laughs) um but um i so i think that there was um maybe a broader but i would say that things like pizzagate oh that is just a a very QAnon. yeah there we go is a very clear example of the lively um discourse around supernatural threats I wasn't even connected. public order. I should have connected right away QAnon with that stuff. I didn't even think of it that way, but that's exactly what it is. It's And it's very exciting if you think about, and I don't mean that as a good thing, but I'm saying it excites the senses mm-hmm. to think that you are living in a world that is not just, you know, we've had just terrible, rainy, gloomy weather here. And even me as a multi-generational organ, mm-hmm. Oregonian has been so sick of it. Mm-hmm. And how exciting is it to think that you're not participating in just this drab world, well, but you're living in a, like in, you know, enchanted world. That's, that's what I meant when I was talking about. No, I hear what you're saying. Also a quick <laughs> shout out to our friends in Wisconsin who had experienced some 80 degree days recently. And now it just snowed seven or eight inches, particularly <gasps> in the northern part of the state. Oh, I'm going to stop complaining. I'm very sorry for you, Wisconsin. No, these people are, do you, did I say Wisconsin correctly? Wisconsin. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder just as a, just as a cherry on the top here of the no dunk theme, mm-hmm. if you could even sympathetically, if not humorously, share a story of you must you must you must have encountered some satanic panic as a kid oh a thousand percent any any particular stories doesn't mm-hmm. have to be yep. doesn't have to be like the teenage mutant ninja turtle story but this is mine is not as funny as yours but i'm this brings to mind a a snow retreat youth group event youth group is so perfect so pre-youth group actually oh even better um i, I think i was in the fifth or sixth grade and my teacher at the time decided to read a story to us all of us in fifth or sixth grade. This is a public school? No. Okay. No. This was a, a Pentecostal private, quote unquote, school. Okay. Maybe a school, maybe not. <laughs> school, in quotations. Not what the world calls a school. Nope. But. Nope. And we, he read to us uh-huh. a new novel mm. called, well, relatively new novel, called This Present Darkness oh. by one Frank Peretti. So I was, I don't know, nine or ten years old listening to Frank Peretti's novel. And I have to tell you, if you know anything about it, it is one, it is a very lively description of a, um, satanic, uh, conspiracy that seeks to take over a small Oregonian town. I'm from a small Oregonian town through a local new age group, a liberal mainline church. And Oh, it's mediated through a church. 
I've read parts of this book. You, I remember that. You have, actually. Well, yes. And yeah. a psychology professor. Oh. So um, anyhow, it was terrifying to have that read to you as a 10 year old. And you were genuinely terrified. Yes, because I reread it a few years ago because it's part of some of the research I'm doing. It really holds up in terms of the pacing and the storytelling. It is scary. Now we come. That to the, is my satanic. And now we come story. to the real point of the episode, friends. If you want to experience a haunted existence in a haunted small town, come to Oregon. Yeah. This has been a production of Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.